everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. My name is Britt. I am Craig. And this is episode 86 overall, or season two, episode 36. Almost forgot the numbers in my head again. And we haven't started drinking yet. And I haven't even popped the beer, so that's what we're going to do. Craig, what am I opening? Bush. No. God, um, no. No, 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 no. I like the joke, so- but I don't like that beer. <laughs> So this is really weird because like two weeks ago I was talking to someone I work with and she was telling me how much she loved beard beer. And I like I can't find anywhere. And then the last two weeks I'm seeing it everywhere. But this beer I bought solely on the name and the the can art. Okay. Okay. This is called Stunner for the Wind. Before just so you know, I'm pouring mine into my glass. The glass is too small for the can, so my first right. shot's gonna come right out of the Excellent. can. Excellent. Keep talking while I taste um, this. On the picture, it has like a yellow, it's drawn in, the, the can is purple, so the, the picture's drawn in yellow. Uh, it has some guy with a goatee and glasses giving someone else a stunner. If you've watched wrestling, you know what move that is. Like, I look at this picture and I hear Stone Cold Steve Austin's right. music We would in my play head. that or Spotify would tag us. Yes. Yeah, so. Yes. Um, yeah. It's 7%. Um, 7% New England style IPA. The, it is very good on the light penetration. It is, uh, I would not even describe it as hazy. If I hold it up to a light, I can actually see the light on the other side of it. Um, but it's also not very clear. So it's 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 not a hazy IPA by any stretch. Um, I don't know what to make of it. It's, uh, it smells fruity. It's not really citrusy, I would say. I wouldn't describe it as citrusy. It's good. I like it. It's very hoppy. Very hoppy. It's very hoppy in the back end. It's There's a fruit in it. It's like... There's something citrus-ish. It's on the very end of it. Almost grapefruity, but not grapefruit, really maybe grapefruity. Orange, maybe like a light tangerine. God, that might be it. I don't know what it is. It's really my. It's really mild though. Is it's yeah. It's a it's a nice beer. So I'm gonna enjoy this. So thank you, Craig, for grabbing that. And you know, so there's a reason why they give beers weird names and they do stuff like this is because idiots like us reach for stuff based on can art and yes, um, this and the names. I mean, this wh- was actually the last four pack the store had too. So I'm like, there all right. you go. You know, I've I've I got into collective arts brewing because they put all those artists on the can. Yeah. And well, a couple weeks ago, we had IPA number eight from theirs, which is them is which is really good. And Craig bought that because of the art on the can. Yeah. So that stuff works. I mean, you know, whatever you can get to try. If you make a good product, it's just a matter of getting somebody to try it. Right. So. All right. Onward. Uh, so I mentioned this was episode 86. So our salute to numbers continues. 36 is easy. That's Bettis. Right. So that that's done. 86 was a little trickier, and we went with James Lofton, even though he, he was wore... 86 on the Bills, right? I think so. He was 80 on the Packers, so I'm pretty sure he was 86 on the Bills. Um, but he also wore 82 later in the career at Philly. I want to say we'll 93, he finished his career in Philly, and he wore 82 there. Was it yeah, Philly he had um, 14,000 yards receiving. In an area, in an era where there wasn't a lot of receiving, sixteen, I mean, uh, sixteen seasons, seven hundred and sixty-four receptions, seventy-six touchdowns, and four thousand four yards. So in an era that was really the the eighties and not, er, er, the run. late eighties and late. Ah, I'm try that again. Uh, the eighties and the very early nineties, where it was very run, like you said, he averaged almost a thousand yards a season. That's, That's pretty impressive. freaking impressive. It really is. <clears throat> So I'm taking another um, sip. His, uh, yeah, he actually did some broadcasting for CBS, I think. Was he the guy who asked for a laptop on the air? Yeah, he used to do Jet games, and uh, he, they were doing a preseason game, and he's like, because it was in between plays, and he's like, you know what? Last night my laptop died. So if you'd like to send me a laptop, please do so care of CBS. And the other guy was like, James, you can't say that. And he's like, you know what? I just, just did. did. <laughs> some, he asked him a question about It was a question. It was a reference to something. James, did you do some research on... I can't remember the exact situation. Did you do research? I did do some research, but then my laptop died. <laughs> yep. And that's how we launched into it. <laughs> you know, it, you might want to tell your partner then to he, break, uh, hey, don't bring up that research thing because my laptop died. And then, uh, yeah, I don't think he was around the next season. No, no, he was... He, was, he wasn't uh, as bad as, as uh, Joe Jay- Namath. Or Jason Witten. Or Jason Witten. Jason Witten was such a br- bad broadcaster that he went back to the sport <laughs> he retired from because he was risking concussions all the time. He went back to that. Yes, and you know, you know, Namath just would talk about when he used to play for the Jets all the time, randomly. And there's and a lot he, of broadcasters that do that. It drives me nuts. Yeah, but he would talk about it all the time. Drives me nuts. And then he would tell people he liked the smell of grass on the field. Then he was might have been drunk and told another reporter he wanted to kiss her. Oh, that was uh, Susie Colbert, <laughs> was it? Yes, and he was. He was. He was. Oh, he drunk. was. Yes, he was drunk on the sidelines, and she went to do an interview, and he was like, "I'd like to kiss you." That's what got him into rehab. 
was the fallout from that got him into rehab. I believe he's been clean and sober for since that incident. So and then he was on The Simpsons talking about vapor lock. Vapor lock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i forgot about the vapor lock. i don't even remember what the rest of that episode was about i just remember he sees a commercial about the dangers of vapor lock and later he's recapping events in his head and joe Nath pops up and goes vapor lock <laughs> oh my god that show uh, and then don't forget funny. his uh his his uh shoe commercials he's like if you, if you wear these you can run faster and he's like i can run away faster Thing about him, you know, if he went back to playing and not getting sacked. Like Dan Marino and his isotoners. <laughs> I really like this beer. Excellent. Um, there's two more in the fridge, right? Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, Burning Hot Take questions. Sure. I've got a bunch of stuff I want to ask you about, so right. I'll start. Okay. Um, you get to choose one or two. Pick your envelope. This is like match game where you get to pick your um, envelope. Two. Okay, number two. Large Larry was so large... <laughs> how large was he okay no we're not gonna do that only people who are like alive in the 70s um remember a match game remember that well actually no they did a match game revival but i don't think they do that joke anymore you know no i don't think no dumb donald was so dumb but by, by the way just aside yeah president of the united states yeah thinks the ceo from apple's last name is apple yes his, he said his name was tim apple tim apple which is tim cook correct <laughs> right do I, okay that's his name and Match Game used to make fun of a guy, in theory, called the Dumb Donald. Coincidence <laughs> dismissed his chance? Just saying. Read Dianetics. On <laughs> or the Time Life series, what was it, Mysteries of the Unknown? That yeah. was Coincidence dismissed his chance? Craig gets bitten by a bug on his left hand in Arizona. In New York, Britt's right hand suddenly itches. Coincidence dismissed his chance? <laughs> My God, what uh, stupid crap we ordered in the 80s. <laughs> and I never owned a copy of it, no. but I used to see that commercial all the time. Oh, yeah, it was on all the time. Between that and um, Freedom Rock, I mean, that was... Freedom Rock, man. Yeah. Turn it up, Turn man. Turn it up, man. Really, go on YouTube and watch that. If you've okay, everyone that. under 30 has just shut off the podcast. <laughs> um, the no, dogs ev- are confused. No, everyone under 30 watches YouTube, and they're going to go look up all these things. Go look up Freedom Rock. And go look up uh, Time Life Mysteries of the Unexplained. So, all right. So, question two. Right. So, our dear personal friend, and this is a good segue from talking about anything with Donald Trump, Robert Kraft. Yes. Has incurred, is in, in, seen a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this week, a petition appeared online regarding his stadium. Did you I, see this? No, I didn't. Okay, not. good. So, this is a great burning hot take because we're going to get Craig's initial just gut reaction here. Okay. So, the stadium the Patriots play in is called Gillette Stadium. Correct. Gillette, at the <clears throat> Super Bowl, launched an ad campaign where they tried to shift into a very politically correct mode. They, For years, they've been Gillette, the best a man can get. And they did that commercial where they showed men rising above toxic masculinity and oh, became yes, Gillette. Yes. The best a man can be. Right, right, right. So an online petition has come out saying, Gillette, you cannot support an end to like to- toxic masculinity while your name is on a stadium of a guy who is literally being prosecuted right now for prostitution charges right. for a place that probably used women who were not there of their own free will. Okay. Is it a problem for you that Gillette has its name on Robert Kraft's stadium? Does Gillette um, need to pull out? If this was, <laughs> I was going to make a joke. Um, if this it was makes like... itself, Craig. The joke <laughs> makes itself. And inside of me, whatever, whatever, whatever little, um, whatever little uh, person I have inside of me that that edits me just went, oh crap. <laughs> so okay, so yeah, um, so the joke makes itself. Go on. Right. So like, if, you know, if this was like twenty years ago, no. But now that they've purposely tried to change their brand, and then this happened, that's it. This could be some, or. Or they're going to have to do something with the Patriots that's very, like, um, like I don't know, donations or something, some community service, <laughs> like, something to, like, sort of offset it. So, yeah. And Gillette is a Boston-based company. So they yes. have local roots. There's there's that tie-in with Foxborough, which is only a short drive away. I mean, unless it becomes a Sam Adams stadium. <laughs> well, but you know what? I mean, GE is based out of Boston Not now. Oh, they're moving again. They left. Right. Where are they now? I don't know, but they left. GE might literally be based out of the back of a trailer. At this point, yes. So for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, GE for years was based in Fairfield, Connecticut, which is why we know about it. And then they moved to Boston like a year and a half yes, ago. Yes, Boston paid them. 
because Boston gave them huge tax benefits to go there, and, and they last like last gave month them, like, were, like an airport. Yeah, last month they were like, yeah, you know what? We, this just isn't working out. This isn't working for us. They had they gave them their money back though. So yeah, well, yeah, they that... did. It's not like they profited too much off of it, but like they could be like the Indianapolis Colts right now, driving to from Baltimore <laughs> in the middle of the night in the back of trucks. Who knows? But all right, so I, I kind of agree. Um, listen, the timing of this is terrible. If As you, it usually is. If you don't launch a campaign to be the PC Razor Company at the Super Bowl, no one cares about this. No one's talking about this. But you went out of your way to say, we're the company that feels, and we are going to tell men it's time to be caring individuals and not jackasses. And then all of a sudden, you're sponsoring a jackass. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm They've so- been Gillette Stadium for a long time, haven't they? 2002. Since right. 2002, that name has been on the stadium. So my thing is this. The only thing you could do is potentially wait until this plays out in the court stuff. But if Robert Kraft pleads guilty or pleads down to something, you, you've got to... Can he go to jail? Could he? Yes. Will he? No. Could he? Yes. He won't. Right. Probably you know not. that. Jail doesn't that. work for rich people. It doesn't no, happen that you, way. Unless you don't pay your taxes. Unless you don't pay your taxes, then that's it. And you go to jail. That's it. Ask, ask Wesley Snipes. Yes. And DMX. Ask 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 um our, our good friend R. Kelly, who is back in jail, was arrested today because he never paid his child support. Oh, is that what they got on? Literally just got out of jail for the misconduct allegations. Goes back into jail today because Hey, that's how they got Al Capone. That yeah. Tax evasion. Yeah. <laughs> that's like you can do whatever you want. When I was in Philadelphia <laughs> in twenty seventeen, I visited um. Oh, it's not Empire State. What the hell is it called? The prison in Philadelphia where they held yes. him briefly. The haunted one. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm a very spiritual individual. I don't believe everything that comes out on terms of mediums and stuff like that. And John Oliver just did a whole thing on mediums and how much they are fake and everything. Did you see that last week tonight with the mediums? I did. Okay. I did. So I, I can understand the skepticism. I can tell you right now, I experienced some crap in that jail that I cannot explain. Doors closed and I felt breezes go by me when there was You're surrounded by concrete. Yes, I'm surrounded by concrete and I felt a cold breeze and I looked at the door that was maybe 20 yards away and it had not moved. No one had come out. No one had gone in. It was solid. And I looked Great. at my wife and I said, did you feel that? And she went, no, we Weird. saw the, 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 the cell where Al Capone rep- uh, reportedly spent some time. So, um, yeah, but they, uh, they pulled him over and arrested him on uh tax evasion. Yeah. That's how they eventually got him. Yeah. That's we'll it. Figure. <laughs> Okay, so we both agree that, that that's something's got to give there. Right. So, all right, toss it to you. What do you got for me? Um, so, you know what happened last year in the Super Bowl with overtime. Yes. Chiefs. Well, not, not Super not Bowl, Super the, Bowl the, the AFC, AFC Championship. championship. Yes. Uh, Chiefs which and was, the Patriots. Which was best summarized by the Bleacher Report Gridiron Heights, where they pasted Tom Brady as Thanos. Yes. And Patrick Mahomes stand there, and literally the referee goes, Whoever wins the towing cost doesn't matter because Tom Brady gets to punch first. If Patrick Mahomes survives the punch, he gets to respond. And the Patrick Mahomes character goes, wait, I don't get to. And he gets punched in the face. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there's been talk and this is talk has been going on for a while. This that game just emphasized it. And then the Chiefs game as well. Not Chiefs game, the Saints game. Uh, redoing overtime rules. Yeah. Uh, so there is talk. The Chiefs. Now, what I just read. From five days ago, the Chiefs are and Andy Reid are going to vote that the rule should change. Yes, propose. They're going to propose it. Right. Now, we did get word from our good friend and contributor, Cinch, that they were going to oppose any change. I don't think he read that right. I think he accidentally read the word propose as oppose, which is understandable. Yes. Are you for this? Are you on Andy Reid's side? I am absolutely for this. The college rule should have been in place Forever. So let's go over really quick what the current rule is. Yes. So it's overtime. We're tied. I get the ball first. Unless you score a touchdown, I get a possession. So I score a field goal. You still get the ball. Correct. I score a touchdown. I win. You don't get the ball. Correct. If you don't score at all, I get the ball. And this just goes back and forth for 15 minutes. Until some, until at least, no, no, not true. After each team has had one possession under the current rules, the next score wins. Right. So you get a turn and fail. I get a turn. If I score, I win. If I fail, it goes back to you. And, then and we, one of us gets a field goal. Correct. The bottom line, should, it should always be you can't. You have to talk, touch the ball at least once. You have to. Because in by that definition, no one ever has an, a, a, a no chance at all. So what happened in the, Super, in the AFC Championship, now you're going to be doing it. What happened in the AFC Championship this year, 
the Chiefs had no chance to win the game. And, and the argument against it is, well, then just stop them. Defensively, stop them. Don't let them score. Have you seen the Kansas City Chiefs? They're built for 56-48 finals, folks. They're not stopping anybody. No. They're not stopping at a stop sign. <laughs> so my issue is this. So in the in the other in the spectrum where each team gets one what they're proposing, which is each team gets one opportunity. Let's go back to the AFC Championship. The Patriots win the toss. They run down the field. They score seven. The Chiefs would then get the ball. They run down the field. They score a touchdown, or they fail. If they fail, they deserve to lose. They didn't get the they didn't get the touchdown. If they score, they now have a choice. If they go for two, they end the game. Or they can kick the extra point and give the ball back to the Patriots and have an option to stop them. It's not like we have to do alternating possessions all the time, but there should never be an overtime where one team holds the ball the entire time and the other team doesn't have a chance to score. Well, if you stop them, then they have to punt. Or you block a field goal, then you got a chance to score. No. Bullshit. Get a chance for each team to hold the ball. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying there. So now, in theory, and, and Andy Reid is crazy. Right. The Patriots go down. They would have scored their seven. Because in their minds, they're going to force the Chiefs to at least get to the end zone. If he gets to the end zone, he's going for two. Andy Reid? Yes. yes. He's going for time. two. All in that time. situation, it's either tie it up and give the ball back with a chance to lose the game. Or go for two and win the game or lose it on this one play. He's going for two. So now if they go for two and don't make it, then the game's over. That's correct, because they lose by one. They've scored six to the the New England seven. The tie is broken. But I I cannot see in this day and age, we cannot have this crap where a coin flip determines games anymore. We can't. It drives me nuts that there's been, in the last two or three years, a coin flip that's determined draft position. Yeah. Or if you're you're Jerome Bettis, your your call doesn't matter at all. Yes. And how (laughs) far... And keep in mind, this is how... This is how complex the NFL is. That draft thing came down to like win percentage against common opponents from the other conference. It's not like it was like, oh, you're both eight and eight. Okay, we'll flip a coin to see who goes first. It was you're both eight and eight. You both have the same record in your division. You both have the same record against common opponents. You have the same record against uncommon opponents. You have the same record. <laughs> you At one point, it was like, I think it was like total points scored. You have the really? same total point. It's bizarre. It's near impossible <clears throat> to get to the coin flip in that thing, but they did. So they got that. But in overtime rules, it's coin flip, score and win. That's bullshit yeah. to me. I'm sorry. Especially with how offensive the NFL is. And now. that's why I get branded as a Patriots hater is because I hate that rule. And I hate the fact. Now, here's the thing. If the Chiefs had won that toss and scored the touchdown. Yeah. I still would hate that rule. I've always hated that rule. So that's not, I just probably wouldn't argue this vehemently about it. And we would not be having this discussion because Andy Reid would not be screaming about it at the com- competition committee. So true. Anyway. True. All right. All right. Uh, last uh, burning hot take question. Believe it or not, we're 20 minutes in already. <laughs> nice. I've been dragging today. Okay. So the franchise tag line came and went. Yes. And only six <clears throat> teams tagged people. Really? Six. Here's the list. Okay. Robbie Gould was tagged by the 49ers. Okay. Demarcus Lawrence was tagged by Dallas. Okay. Frank Clark was tagged by Seattle. Okay. Grady Jarrett was tagged by Atlanta. All right. Jadavian Clowney was tagged by Houston. And D. Ford was tagged by the Chiefs. Okay. Of those players, only one is fantasy relevant, and it's Robbie Gould. And we all know there's no such thing as a relevant kicker. So... Does the tag work? Have has it failed us? What I don't, five five out of six tag players are defensive? Does this bother you at all? Does this seem to be how it would work for you? It's it's different now. Usually it's a lot of offensive players. Um, but <clears throat> let's face it, offensive players get paid usually get paid a lot more than off than defensive players. Which don't forget is how the franchise tag works. Right. You're guaranteeing a deal. That is an average of the top 10 at the position. So if wide receivers are paid more than everybody else, you don't want to tag a wide out unless you have to. Right. Which is why the Steelers did not tag Antonio Brown. Right. Or Le'Veon Bell again. Again. Or, you know, I mean, that's a lot of folks. I we're talking teams about teams are next. trying to like, I just feel like there's going to be a lot of other like free agent moves and teams just want to like stay on the low end of tag. I tag agree. Prices. I think a lot of teams <clears throat> there's are a lot of free agents, even like offensive linemen are going to be free agents. And this is a defensive draft coming up. 
Yes. They want to hold on to their high-quality defenders, try to find folks that they can bring up in three or four years. Now, and that's where we're going to go into our main thing tonight, which is the free agency period. With Are we ready to segue? Is that yeah. Gonna, okay, I think no, that's, that's a great fine. answer. That's, that's a no. great answer, by the way. Um, the free agency period now, with the league year starting as of today, March 5th, and uh, the franchise tag period ending, we now enter the free agency period. I went on NFL.com today. And I downloaded their updated list of the 101 top available uh, free agents. Okay. I want to talk about everybody who is on the offensive side of the ball because it's fantasy relevant. Right. And then if time permits, we'll talk about a few of the defenders. But first. That's a big piece of paper he's got there. It's uh, 18 pages. Nice. Well, because there's there's pictures and blurbs, to be honest. But first, I have finished my beer. You did. I have another mouthful. All right. You go ahead and finish that. All right. I'm going to take a little drink of this. Okay. But first, a couple of things. Number one, let's uh, say hi to our friend, Deb. Hi, Deb. Um, Nothing was disparaging said before we said hi, Deb. So I saw Deb on Saturday, and she played the clip for me where she was upset that I apologized for all last week. I'm like, oh, God, that does really sound bad after I hear it. (laughs) So I apologize to Deb, but hi, Deb. Uh, We also want to send a shout out to uh, Alex Trebek. Yes. A friend of the show. I'm sure he listens. Uh, He's never reached out to us. We've never had a conversation with him. But we would be his friend. And we will we will probably get a cease and desist order for even mentioning his name. Um, but uh, he today revealed he's uh, dealing with some cancer. And, uh, yeah. you know, all the best to him. He is 78, has no intention of stopping working. No. He records. No. I mean, I don't know what the Jeopardy record schedule is like, but it can't be less than two or three days a week because they do five episodes a week. Yeah. They're like they're like, <clears throat> they're like the talk shows. I have a family member sidebar who works on the Jerry Springer slash Maury Povich yep. slash, oh, what's that third guy? Oh, the, the security guard guy? Yes, that used to work for Jerry yeah, Springer. Yeah, him. But yeah, him. All three of those shows were recorded in the same studio. They record all five days. They record multiple episodes every day because they have to. And you would never, there's a great video on you on uh, YouTube of them changing the set from uh, Maury to to Jerry just because <laughs> there's one day that they overlap where <clears throat> Maury is there in the morning and Jerry's there in the afternoon. And it takes them like half an hour to change it. Completely different set. You would never know it's the same set unless you watch the television. It's amazing. It's amazing stuff. It's all lighting and moving stuff around. But um, I can't imagine. They they record that show, which does 15 episodes a week, and they work like dogs. I can't imagine what Jeopardy must go through at five episodes a week with somebody who's a 78-year-old host. And Maury yeah. Povich isn't exactly a spring chicken. No, no. He's in his 70s, there he, too. There he's, nah, neither is Jerry Springer. Is he really? I had no idea how old Jerry well, he's Springer is. Old. Well, he's not that old, but he's, he's in his late 60s, right? Yeah. He's, but I mean, again, so these are hardworking guys. So best yeah, wishes. This, uh, plus, like with all this celebrity, like the three celebrity deaths deaths uh, this week. Oh, you and your threes with the deaths. Yeah, man. It, all right. So Keith Flint, lead singer of The Prodigy. Yes. Passed away. Yes, sadly. Sadly. King Kong Bundy passed away. This is where we get to the and question Luke, of celebrity. And Luke Perry. Luke Perry is a big loss. I mean, I was driving today and I saw a, a billboard that said "R.I.P. Luke Perry." And I'm like, really? I didn't really think there was that many people who still found. That's because the show, the 902 one, nah, that show was coming back. Is it? It was, yeah. Was he going to be on it again? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, like the whole cast was going to be back. What were they going to do? 90210, we're in our 40s and addicted to painkillers <laughs> now? I mean, what was it going to be? I think about their kids and stuff. I don't know. Luke Perry's kids? Probably. Was he the one who was always dating Brenda? I I didn't really watch it that much. Neither did I. I was a Melrose guy. No, yeah. John watched it. Yes. All right. So, John, if you hear this, or Keith. Keith was a big fan of them, too. If either of you hear this, please get in touch with us. Let us know. We need, we need an education. I, I was a I was a Melrose addict when I was in college, um, which was our our hidden shame because Monday Night Football started at nine and Melrose was on from eight to nine. So we would all say goodbye to our girlfriends slash study partners and be like, "Yeah, I gotta go." Well, your football game's not on for another hour. Yeah, but I got stuff I gotta do because we need to get back to the room to watch Melrose. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta go. There was a secret. I'm not even joking. There was a secret knock involved where you didn't get entrance into the room unless you made the secret knock. There'd be 12 guys in my little tiny dorm room all watching Melrose Place. It's, yeah. it's embarrassing. So, but I let's let's wipe away that manner, uh, memory. We have a can here of Shipyard Monkey Fist IPA. This is another one Craig has handed us. Uh, IBUs of 45. That's not bad. Six percent alcohol. Mosaic, Cascade, and Citra. Not bad. Let's see what let's see what it's. Uh... And there is a picture of a monkey holding a fistful of hops on the. Uh, well, what else would it be holding? on the can? <clears throat> Not to be confused with the monkey knife fight that was on The Simpsons. 
when Mr. Burns had his yacht. Those poor, simple <laughs> fools will never know the joy of a monkey knife fight. Oh, he ain't pretty no more. Oh, I'm knocking uh, over Craig's stuff. Okay, this is a darker beer than our first one. This one has minimal light penetration. Um, I wouldn't call it murky. It's just very solid in color. Uh, Craig is pouring. Let's try this. Okay, whoa. Okay, Brit sees tomorrow. It's not like strong like that. It's just we've talked about we've talked about the Lacroix comparison before. How Lacroix is like a fruit is another room. Yeah, this is like a person ran up to your ear (laughs) and screamed malt as loud as they could. Then went in the other room and said hops in a normal. It's very malty up front. Ooh, it smells malty. Yes. I mean, like, for an IPA, this is deceptively malty. Wow, you're right. I would never even think this would be an IPA. Like, way past lager. I mean, this isn't skunked, is it? I mean, this makes me wonder where, here's a date. No, it's from, it was was bottled in the last six months. Yeah, this is the summer. It's, well, I mean, yeah, but end of summer, but still, I'm like, wow, this is, for an IPA, this is extremely malty. This is less of a monkey fist and more of a monkey flick. Like he just flicked your forehead to make you angry. It's yeah, no, it's a malty. blend of pale malts and rolled oats. So I guess that's where it's coming from. Yeah, it's not It's not what I'm used to in an IPA. And it's not, I think it sticks out to me because I wasn't expecting it. Right. So you know who would like this? Cinch. Cinch would love this. Cinch would like this. Cinch would Cinch, really you're listening like to this. this. Find Shipyard Monkey Fist monkey IPA. Monkey Fist IPA. It's in a can. And, and bring a couple cans with you and, and be on with us again <clears throat> soon. So, all right, let's get back to football. Yes. All right, so this is NFL.com's personal ranking. I'm not going to debate rankings. I want to bring up people, and I want to talk about where we think they're going to go. Just just general chat. Okay. The number one name on the, on the list should not be a shock. The number one free agent in terms of uh, skill positions. Who would you have to guess it is? Antonio Brown. No, because he's not a free agent. Uh, he has to be Le'Veon Bell. You're right. Sorry, taking a sip of beer. Sorry for the question. Okay, so how big of a deal is Le'Veon Bell? <clears throat> I um, can't. I just can't I don't know. get behind it. It's like Andrew Luck. Like I don't know what kind of condition he's in. Right. He and worked he's at, not going to do a tryout. He he's at, not going to come work out. He worked at Dairy Queen. I don't know how much ice cream he ate. Well, he tried to work at Dairy Queen. Yeah, right. we have no idea. Well, he probably he's... went to Dairy Queen. Yeah. We have no <laughs> idea if he stuck his head under the soft serve machine or <laughs> he what. He could have. We have no idea. <laughs> we have no idea. So oh, that would be nice. I'm not big on the Le'Veon Bell thing. He's Without a doubt, he's an amazing like, talent if he's at 100% and he's fully in. But the way the man, things ended with the Steelers makes me him wonder. Him and Antonio Brown. I don't know if I'd want to sign them. I mean, more. I mean, there's so much drama behind them, both of them. Yeah. But there's a team, like, for example, I know I've said this before, like, the Jets have the third most cap room in the NFL. Right. So if one of them are going to go somewhere, I think it might be the Jets. And here's the thing. I'm not signing for more than three or four years. He wants a big deal. He wants a big long You can't sign deal. a running back in his 30s for, like, more than He's 27 right now. Oh, no, Antonio Brown is 30. Right. He's 27 right now, so if I sign him for four years, I'm signing him through his 30th birthday. I can't. I just can't. Can't do it. So, sorry. Number number two on the list is Nick Foles. It looks pretty and, clear uh, that Nick Foles is going to Jacksonville. The days of Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Blake, you'll find you always have a home in our hearts. Blake Bortles, you'll have a home in our hearts. You'll have a mic in our studio. Blake Bortles wants to come up to Bridgeport, <laughs> Connecticut, and record an episode. He is absolutely <laughs> that would welcome. be awesome. Blake Bortles, you have our email. <laughs> It's fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We're also available at fignutsdfs. You want to come on? I will do the voice for a whole 60 minutes if it's what you want. That's it. And I will sit here. If we had Blake Bortles on, I would have to do the voice. And not only would I have to do the voice for 60 minutes, but it would be like an inside the actor's studio. It would be. Have you ever watched that show? Yes. He kisses the ass of every person who sits down in that chair. You are truly the greatest actor of our generation. Tim O'Donnell, who is in three <laughs> movies, your breakout role as citizen number three, you know, he, like that. It would have to be yeah, Blake Bottles, completely treated unfairly in Jacksonville. The only reason <laughs> and, they ever made an AFC championship. And like, do we allow Sean here if, he, if that happened? Sean would be waiting outside with pictures to be signed <laughs> and flowers and flowers. We would need and a boom box over his head. <laughs> we need security in a back exit. So, all right. So anyway. So, uh, yeah, so Nick Blake's, Foles, yeah. Nick Foles goes to Jacksonville. Where does Blake Bortles go? He's not done, right? He can no. back up somebody. He's this not is starter, this is my is going theory. Okay, that um, so in Seattle, 
Russell Wilson's contract is over after this coming season. So you bring Blake Bortles in to back him up? No. I'm saying the Raiders sign Blake Bortles. They trade Carr, sign Bortles as a fill gap, and then they get Russell Wilson next year. John Gruden didn't come out last week. Did come out last week and say Derek Carr is our quarterback. Right, and now they're shopping him. (laughs) and, 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 And Craig put this into our podcaster's discussion, and the first thing I responded with, was the picture of Fredo getting kissed in Godfather 2. <laughs> I'm like, that is it. That is the kiss of death. Yep. And then like a day later, came, oh, they're shopping Derek Carr. Good luck with shopping Derek Carr. You're going to cut Derek Carr. Nobody's going to pay his contract. Nobody's going to pay but his see, contract. The, but there's the thing. They have no one else. But I if they bring in Blake Bortles. Yeah. You're bringing Blake Bortles on a two-year or one-year deal. Kind of league minimum-ish. Because nobody else wants him. <laughs> and you're like, all right, Blake, listen. You're going to be the backup. But if Derek Carr goes out there and beats Derek Carr for three games, I'm probably going to give you the ball. And that's all you do. That's <laughs> yeah. it. That's all you need to do. So uh, now we drop down the list. Oh, God. I'm like, I just skip a full page here. A lot of defenders. And we're going to get to the defenders at the end if we have time. But I really want to focus on folks who are, quote, unquote, fantasy draft eligible. Okay. Because that's what we're supposed to be talking about in this podcast. Tevin Coleman from Atlanta is now a free agent. Is Tevin is Coleman, he? is he the next Kenneth Smith does he is he the backup that always looks good but doesn't go anywhere? Does he? If I mean, you give him if you give him more than two hundred, if you give him more than two hundred touches a season, does he produce? Does he I mean, become he fantasy relevant in the right situation? Like here, like I'm thinking of teams that need running backs, and there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Um, I could see him in Miami. Miami needs everything. The Miami needs everything. But that I don't, is a good I don't point. know how much cap room they have. But how can they not have cap room? They have they got seven rid of everyone. <laughs> They have seven people. I'm going to try to find this out. Like who has what? Because the Jets are third, but I I want to know who's one and two. I agree. I think you have to give Tevin Coleman the shot to be the future back. He's still young. He, he, he He could really do a lot for you. I really think he would be. I think he's going to be an underrated free agent this season. Depending on where Tevin Coleman goes, look for him to be highly ranked in my rankings next year. Let me just give you the top ten really quick. Go for it. Number one is Indy. They have the most cap space. $105 million. And they could absolutely use Tevin Coleman. New York Jets are number two at 99. Could use him. Number three is Cleveland at 81. Nope, they don't need him. Buffalo is 77. Oh my God, yes. Oakland is is 69. Yup. San Francisco is 68. Nah, they got like Houston, 68. I don't know what's going on in Houston. Baltimore, 57. Yes. Cincinnati, 50. Yes, I'm sorry. You hit, I know you love, we're both the conductors of the Joe Mixon train, but if Joe, um, if, if Tevin Coleman keeps Joe Mixon healthy. No, I'm fine with that. <laughs> and then number 10 is Tennessee at 45. No, I don't think that. So of those 10, six or seven could benefit from Tevin Coleman. And he's not a bank breaker, in my opinion. No, he's you not living on him, Bell. Yeah, you could get him for four or five million dollars a year with a lot of that money up front and cut him a year or two in if you don't like what's going on. But he could make your team better. Definitely. Immediately better. The only thing is, though, um, only all of those teams, but one of them play um, outside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's but, that's but he's a zone style running back, so I'm OK with that. So. All right. All right. Next one name on the list is Jared Cook. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's why Jared Cook is even in this conversation. <laughs> name another tight end who's up for free agency. Insert cricket noise here. Isn't uh, what's his name from Buffalo? No. Charles Clay signed a deal already. Oh, that's right. He did. So, okay. Never mind. Signed a deal so, already. Uh, He's no gone. One. He's off the market. Jared Cook is literally all that's out there. Maybe the Bengals should sign him. And there are 20. Because their their tight ends are broken. There are 20 teams who need tight ends. A pass-catching tight end. Oh, and t- we're going to talk about Tyler Eifert. He's on the list. <laughs> but Jared Cook is literally, it's him and then Tyler Eifert. And Eifert's hurt every three seconds. He is the best yeah. tight end out there. So someone's going to pay money for Jared Cook. Yes. Not because he's very good. Because they need him. <laughs> because they're going to look around the, the tight end market, and it's going to be him or Tyler Eifert. So I don't know. He could go anywhere. But I, I think Jared Cook, you're going to see get paid. And when you see that contract, you're going to say, what? That doesn't mean he's going to be good, folks. It just means there's desperation out there at the position. Yep. Speaking of desperation plays, number 24 on the list overall, and the second quarterback is Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. So you got Nick Foles, and then whoever Nick Foles replaces, probably Blake Bortles will be considered a higher free agent. But Teddy Bridgewater's the second best quarterback, quarterback, <laughs> quarterback on the free agent market. That's telling. Does Teddy Bridgewater start anywhere? Miami. Miami. Besides <laughs> Miami? <laughs> mm, 
Tough call. Depends on what Arizona does. Okay, Arizona's not looking for a free agent quarterback. They're either sticking with Rosen or they're going for, for Murray. Right. Either way, they're not looking at a Teddy Bridgewater. Who else would need a quarterback? I'm just looking at his list. Well, I don't know. The well, Giants? The Giants? The Raiders? <clears throat> the Raiders. Uh, well, honestly, I could Denver, see, but they I just could got see Philadelphia signing him because I think Carson Wentz is officially injury prone. Oh, yeah. Because he already hurt his back. Yeah. Like, if you get hurt three times in two years, you're injury prone. Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's a notch above fragile Fred. Yep. So. All right. Number 26 is a shock to me. Okay. Uh, just because I don't, I've never liked this player. Okay. Never. Golden Tate. He's something. He's the best free agent wide receiver on the market right now. No wonder everyone wants to trade for Antonio Brown, because this is what you have left in your secondary market is Golden Tate. Yep. Can Golden Tate demand decent money? Uh, I mean, he for a receiver, maybe. He's not going to get Antonio Brown money. The last five years... He's averaged just under 90 catches in 1,000 yards. That's shocking. Did he hit 1,000 yards? Uh, this year, I don't know if he did, but his average over the last five years has been like 89.7 yep. and like 995 yards. So he, his numbers are good, but I, I don't think he's been fantasy relevant. He's always been that guy I've drafted as my third wideout that I hope does something. And he does something once a year, and it's the week he's on my bench because I don't need him. <laughs> I just, I don't know what to make of him. I just don't know what to make of, of, of Golden Tate. Are you looking up his stats? Is that why you I'm stopped talking? To. Don't worry too much about that. Just, All right, go I, on. Where, I don't know where he goes. I don't know who would pay for him. Detroit's not going to want Detroit? him. Philadelphia doesn't want him back. The Panthers? They got nothing. They have That's Dave Funches, and he is not a number one receiver. Devin Funches. Well, neither is Golden Tate. Yeah, but, yeah. Golden Tate is an Alvin Harper. He needs a, a Michael Irvin. Here's another thing about the quarterback. There's a chance Cam Newton could miss this season after he has surgery, or he or he did have surgery. I really don't like this monkey fist just yet. That's fair. I appreciate you giving that to me, but it's not it my is favorite. multi. I would I would rather have another one of these uh, Stone Cold Stunner. Beers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, maybe Bridgewater goes to the Panthers. Ooh, that's intriguing. I do like that idea. You could do well again because I can't tell you who the backup in Carolina is. <laughs> Uh, it might be me. I'm not sure, but all right, go on. So next name down the list is Mark Ingram. And this is a fascinating, you know, if Le'Veon Bell wasn't out there, it, people would be talking about this is a weak running back class. Cause there's Mark yeah. Ingram, but Ingram still, I think has gas in the tank. He does. Uh, he needs to be split. You know where Ingram does well? Cincinnati. Put him next to Mixon. That's where I want Mark Ingram to go because Joe, I Mixon, would like that. Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon. Is, yeah. He's closer to Alvin Kamara than anybody else that is an up-and-comer. And what does it take? Five or ten touches a game tops from Joe Mixon? I can still yeah. ride the Joe Mixon trade. I you would could. Be you can still so, drive it. <laughs> I would have to buy jerseys for the Bengals because I love Mark Ingram. <laughs> I was big on him two years ago. I was, was like, yep, Alvin Kamara was coming out, and Craig was like, Alvin Kamara is a value. I'm going to grab him. I was big on Ingram. I held on to Ingram this year. I grabbed him like the ninth round. Because he was suspended for the first five. I'm like, when he comes back, he's going to be decent. He was okay. He, he was vanished right. a lot. He vanished a lot when he relied on Kamara. But he could be really good in the right system. Really could good. It could work. So I, I think he's going to be a valuable commodity. Uh, okay, so that's where the conversation about valuable commodities ends. Because the next three names in the list, we're just going to fly through. All right. Uh, Jamison Crowder, don't care where he goes. Uh, Tyrell Williams, nah. Dallas gave up on you and you didn't start a bar fight. That tells you you've done something wrong. Uh, and John Brown. John Brown did a decent job for the Ravens, but tailed nah. off as the year went on. He just kind of vanished. Well, now they have a quarterback that can't aim. So yeah, They're going to become a run team, a sole run team. So, I mean, we get, we get down to once you get past Golden Tate, and that's a big thing. It's not a deep free agent class at the skill positions. No. Jamison Crowder is not going to go anywhere that's going to make him move up my draft board. John Brown is not going to move up my draft board because of where he goes. Neither is the next name on the list, which plays into what Craig was talking about. Devin Funches is a free agent. Yeah, he's a great second or third option. So one of those he four is not guys, a number one. <laughs> one of those four wideouts we mentioned before in just the, the Brown, Funches, oh not Brown, Funches, Brown, Tate, Williams, or uh, God. It was Back to the list. It was literally in front of me. A second ago, so if you hear the paper rustling, I apologize. That's that's not, I'm a beer and a half in. Oh, Jameson Crowder. One of them could very end up, very well end up in in Carolina. Could because Funches. That's it's all. Oh, it's got. not working. It's nothing. not working. They've got nothing. 
So uh, the next name on the list is Adam Humphreys. Again, another wideout who could be really Maybe good in the right situation. broken. Go to Carolina. You never know. I'm flipping. I'm flipping. There's a lot of defenders on this list. All right, here we go. Number 55 is Jay Ajayi. <laughs> I don't know what to do with Jay Ajayi. Depends Injury on the day. Prone. He, he I mean, and the, Carson the, Wentz are right next to each other in injury prone. They are. Problem. I mean, yeah. he he actually cracked his spine last season. I but don't know how much longer he has. A thin clash. You've got Bell. You've got Ingram. You've got Ajayi. Can you take a flyer on Ajayi with like a one year, five million dollar deal? I mean, if you really need him, and everybody like needs Miami. running backs. Who doesn't need a running back? You'll never go back to Miami. <laughs> you will not go back to Miami. So, all right. So now we're getting to the bottom half of the list. Now we're getting right. to the scrapers. Okay. Cordero Patterson. Who? The, the, the guy who the, the Patriots decided was a running back at points this year. Okay. Uh, he's a great special team guy, but no. Randall Cobb. Really? Is a um, is a free agent. Older, but you know what? I could see him going to Carolina and being successful. Is he the new Larry Fitzgerald? He might be, except he's going to change teams. So uh, Tyrod Taylor. Nah. That's, that's where we're at, folks. Brett Tyrod as Taylor. <laughs> as Teddy, as long as Teddy Bridgewater and Nick Foles are on the market, Tyrod Taylor pretty much just sit home and play Madden. So, CJ Anderson, good backup. I don't know what to make of CJ Anderson. The guy sat on his couch for 16 weeks and then all of a sudden was like, "Yeah, I'll get you the Super Bowl." <laughs> Michael Crabtree. Only like three or four years removed from Michael Crabtree being a Pro Bowl wideout. Yeah. Now he's a free agent and no one's going to want him. He's below see, Golden Tate. I could see him or Golden Tate on Dallas. Or, yes, one or the other. Michael Crabtree going to Dallas might be a brilliant move. Steven Goskowski is a free agent. Really? Yes. The Patriots did not use a franchise tag on anyone, including Goskowski. Oh. Uh, did they use it Peterson. on Robert Kraft? Adrian Peterson <laughs> is still uh, on the list. I think AP is going to retire. I do. I don't really think it's worth a conversation. Uh, on the uh, heading of Carolina is a tire fire. Yeah. Kelvin Benjamin, former uh, Panther and now former Chief, is out there. And former Bill. And former Bill. Uh, Cole Beasley yeah. is number 78 on the list. <clears throat> and the only thing more shocking that he's at 78, but is that 79 is Tyler Eifert. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but yeah, he's he's in the Carson Wentz column. Yep. He's broken. Now, number 80 is a potential hidden gem, TJ Yeldon. Really? If TJ Eldon can stay healthy, he could be a real big contributor, but he's never really broken that. His opportunities have been there, excuse me, because Fournette has been up. up. Now here's the thing. Fournette doesn't seem very happy in Jacksonville. No, what, and supposedly they squeeze they, everything out. But I Oh, think, really? No, well, they supposedly have. But I think they're one or two losses in the regular season away from him being right back there, being upset again. So under the heading of people who never made their uh, their real value, Dante Moncrief. Yeah, he was sort of there and then sort of not there and... Could he be a number one somewhere? Could he be a breakout? You know, what's crazy is like I'm looking at this cap list. Yeah, it's very feasible that two, three of these teams could sign Brown, Bell and one of the people you just mentioned. (laughs) Well, that brings me to my next guy. This guy is buried in the whiteout list, but he's a former chief. So I love him. Chris Conley. Heed my words now. Today is March 5th, 2019. Chris Conley could be the next Joe Horn. Really? Joe Horn was a third string wideout who never got many targets on the Kansas City Chiefs. Became a free agent, went to New Orleans, had a near Hall of Fame career before he got himself hurt and suspended and fined all the freaking time. Oh, yeah. Didn't he run someone over? Was that him? He might have. Hmm. Well, Joe Horn's going to do what Joe Horn's going to do. <laughs> Chris Conley could be the next Joe Horn. Could be the next wideout who leaves Kansas City in obscurity and shows up somewhere else and becomes number one. I really think Conley is going to be a fantasy flyer if he gets to the right environment next year. Mark my word. Here you heard it here first. He'll be a wide receiver three, and he might end up in the top 10 in fantasy production next year. Maybe. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, and Craig will pull the tape. Just say, folks, when we're right on stuff, we're We're like bullseye. How was David Johnson this year, folks? Yep. Was he top three? Was he number one? What? No. No. (laughs) Uh, Marshall and Lynch is also on the... I'm tired of talking about Marshall and Lynch. Number 101. Okay. (laughs) Is Sam Bradford. Oh, poor Sam. That's the end of that. All right, so let's just talk about some notable defensive players really quick because we're almost out of time. Yeah. These guys are all free agents. You tell me, and feel free to stop me, when I hit a name that 
shifts things for you. You're like, oh my God, the Bengals or somebody could really use this. Okay. Earl Thomas, the safety from Seattle. Okay. Trey Flowers, the defensive lineman. Landon Collins. The Giants did not use the tag on Landon Collins. I heard on NFL radio that since 2010, if you take out last year's draft class, because all six of them are still on the team, but 2010 through 2017's New York Giants draft class, only two players they've ever drafted in that seven-year span, eight-year span, because it's 2010 through 2017, only two of the players are still on the team. Really? They don't keep their draft classes. They just don't. Hmm. Or they draft like crap, and the people they, stink yeah. and they cut them. Uh, Tyron Matthew, the uh, the honey badger. The problem really? with the honey badger is the honey badger is so hot and cold. He makes four or five spectacular plays a year, and the rest of the time he's like, he's like yeah, he's there. Th- th- you see a guy running by him, and you're like, like hey, you forget the, how to tackle? There's the ball. Yeah. And Dominican Sue. He's a free agent. Had a very <laughs> ho-hum 2018, and then somebody said, hey, Sue, it's the playoffs. And he went, oh, crap. And he played like crazy in the playoffs, but very lackluster season. So he's a he's a free agent. Uh, let's see. Other notable. Isn't HaHa Clinton Dix a free agent? Yes. Or did they tag him? No, he is a free agent. How did I not mention HaHa? He's on this list. Because somebody needs to sign him. He's on the list. Hold on. Whether it's one of our teams or, you know. I remember when Someone I was going else. through the list today, <laughs> I saw Ha Ha Clinton Dix, and I said to myself, should I bring up Ha Ha Clinton Dix? And then I said to myself, I don't know. He's kind of in the last year or so. I swear to God, he's on this list somewhere. He has to be. Unless they unless he got tagged. No, he was on this list. There he is. Okay, I'm sorry. He's number 41 on this list. That's why it took me a while to find him. Okay. But number 40 is Terrell Suggs. Remember uh, when Terrell Suggs was the future of defense? Yeah, but yeah, he's older now. I don't know. I'd rather sign Haha. Yeah, well, Haha's the next name down the list. Um, if he had, and the, the the comment is that if he had hit the free agents market two years ago as a safety, he'd be in the top ten of this list. But Landon Collins is out there. Earl Thomas is out there. It's just a timing issue. It is. He's going to end up being a fantastic value for somebody. Fantastic. Value. One of our teams needs to sign him. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> all of these defensive players, the Chiefs should sign. All of them. <laughs> yes. All Just of them. start over with defense. And the next name down on the list is Eric Weddle. He's only a three-time oh, straight I, Pro Bowler I for the Ravens. I forgot about him. The Ravens has kind of tagged him. They said, we're going to give you your walking papers. Go for it. Thank you for yours. He's good. He's not going to make 75 picks for you, but he's going to stop plays. These are all guys who are not fantasy relevant in air quotes. But are really good. Clay Matthews. Oh, that's right. Clay Matthews was the most penalized player in the NFL this year. I read somewhere. I have he to was. Con- I have to all, confirm. That. Is that true? He was up there. I don't know if he was the most, but he was up there. Be- all because of they changed the rules. And, and then he they- was the most. He lost more sacks for penalties than any defensive player in football this year. That I did verify. Yep. He had like four sacks taken away by penalties. Yep. Because they pay attention to those rules at the beginning of the season and then stopped once the playoffs happened. Unfreaking believable. So, yeah. Clay Matthews, come to Kansas City. <laughs> It'll be just like Green Bay. It's cold. It's loud. It snows a lot. Nobody does anything outside of football. Like these folks have no lives outside of football. No, it's Sunday. Sunday Town is all down. that freaking matters. Um, the next one is Thomas Davis, the Carolina Panthers. This is a guy, veteran leadership should have this guy's picture next to it. He was the linebacker from uh, Carolina. They let him go. He's out Is there. Carolina just not going to have a good season this year? Yes. Don't forget. Are they just over? Is like McCaffrey yes. the, the it? Yes. Carolina's done. The end. Carolina, I will have in our preview when we get to there, probably a <laughs> seven-win season, six-win season. And if uh, if what's-his-name is not going to play uh, all season, um, then it's going to be five wins. If he's going to sit there doing Oikos commercials all week, all year, then that's <laughs> not gonna happen right about those so so there's the the free agent class is not really great but it's also not terrible it's very defensively heavy so is the draft class yes so these teams like kansas city new england the rams teams that are on the cusp of being super fantastic because your offenses are really put together this is the year for them to spend money on defense so don't expect outside of the Le'Veon bells of Antonio the world. Brown. Antonio Brown, which is going to have to be a trade. Don't expect massive free agent. Oh my God. Britain Craig are going on the air because the world has to stop spinning. This guy just got signed. It's not going to happen this year, folks. It's a defensive class. It is a defensive class. So we are, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. And obviously by the time we get to season three, 
we'll be talking about those things. So we're out of time. Craig, final thoughts. Um, wait, really quick. I'm going to check new NFL news for anything that happened. Because every, all right, so while Craig's checking that, <laughs> every week we record this on Wednesday, within two to three hours of us recording, something breaks. <laughs> Kareem Hunt's tape became available two hours after we stopped recording on a Wednesday. Uh, the news that Le'Veon Bell was not going to be franchise tagged again happened two hours after we finished recording. Um, let's see here. Um, the Browns have released Jamie Collins, a linebacker. Yeah, but that's... But that doesn't matter. And uh, as of right now, the Jets and the Raiders are the top places for Antonio Brown. Okay. And there you have it. But yeah, folks, the uh, offseason is officially over. Like, you got to start paying attention. <sighs> I got to start running the metric again. <laughs> I feel like I just... Uh, it is so nice having some time away from spreadsheets. Yeah. It really is. I mean, you really don't until the draft or the draft, so you got some time. Oh, yeah. But, you know, but especially like, yeah, I know we mentioned this last week, but if you're in a dynasty league, you got to start paying attention. Yeah, your work. I, I said I said your work officially starts at the NFL draft, but I know dynasty leagues who draft immediately after the NFL draft. I know some that draft that Sunday. Not that's even kinda, joking. That's kind of cool, actually. It's kind of, you know, there's no time for prep. You just go. You just go. Uh, my final thought is um, the Kansas City Chiefs need to sign D Ford. Justin Houston was not on that list of free agents, but he is a free agent. Uh, and I think uh, he's going to be potentially somewhere good. The Chiefs need to sign D Ford. The Chiefs need to keep D Ford. They do. Listen to me, Kansas City. I know you've got this whole sign and trade thing in your head. Do not trade D Ford. Find out where he works. <laughs> you've used him as a defensive end. You've used him as a linebacker. Pick one and, and go with it. it. <laughs> and my suggestion would be for you to call D Ford while you're talking about his new contract and say, D, do you want to be a linebacker or would you like to be a defensive end? And whatever he wants to do, you drive a dump truck full of money up to his house. You say, okay, here you go. And then you take whatever money is left over and you drive it up to Tyreek Hill's house. Because that's the rumor <laughs> is that you're trying to sign Tyreek Hill to a long-term deal. Do it. We might actually make the AFC championship for a second straight year which has never happened in my lifetime. It has not. No. Only, they made it three straight years in the Super Bowl era, and it was like Super Bowls four, five, and six. Britt was not alive yet. I was not alive. I would <laughs> love to see my team in a Super Bowl make it happen. All right. So uh, leave us a review. Yeah. FignutsDFS on Twitter. FignutsDFS at gmail.com. Stitcher, Player FM, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to us. All over the place. All over the freaking place. You can't avoid us. We are unavoidable. We are everywhere. Uh, until next week, I am Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts. Fig Nuts.